0: You are listening to the Gentleman Scoff Law Podcast. Listener beware.
1: Rise and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be on my way well, I still got time to save my reputation.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Scoff Law Podcast, the podcast that's for the rebel and the Renaissance man. I am your host Jordan Crowder, and with me in studio, as usual, is my co-host Donovan Fowler, and my other co-host all the way in Quebec, John G Goodman. How are you guys doing? You
1: know, hi Jordan, nice to be back with you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good to. What's that hat you got on there? Is that a What's Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves. What made you pick an Atlanta Braves hat?
2: I, I like the colors. Okay. And oh. he hates American Indians. <laughs> 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 yeah. You just love that caricature of a mascot, don't you? Oh, gosh. All <laughs>
0: right. Uh, we've already <laughs> lost listeners in the first uh, 30 seconds of the show. Good uh, job, Dono. <laughs> Sorry. Let's uh, start with a little bit of housekeeping. What are you drinking there, uh, Donovan?
2: Uh, I'm drinking a Longboard Island lager, and which I'm, is quite good. It's very smooth. Um, you know, just good, a good lager to end the day with. Yeah, I've got the same thing. We're both enjoying. Or God start the day one. with. You know.
0: And uh, what about you, John? What do you got there?
1: I've got Stanley
2: Kowalski's favorite. Stella there you go. <laughs> Wait wait Stanley Kowalski wait Kowalski Kowalski Wait, that? wait oh, I know stri- this stri- Kowalski No you
1: do, you don't know this Okay Streetcar right.
2: Named Desire. Oh. Um, mm. yeah. oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> 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 there go.
0: And I am uh, smoking my Stanwell Brushed Pipe, and in it I am smoking Special, bl- uh, it's called the Special Blend from uh, from uh, uh, the t- original Tinder Box in Santa Monica.
2: Mm. I've been there. It's great. Mm-hmm. It smells some nice. Awesome, uh, awesome blends over there.
0: Sadly enough, they're actually closing.
2: Yeah, it sucks.
0: This I week, mean, they're closing. So if you if you live in the LA area or you're a pipe smoker and want to go to, you know, do like a kind of road trip to a pipe smoking Mecca, you got to go. They're closing on the 5th.
2: Yeah, I mean, what did you say? It's one of the oldest pipe, uh, pipe uh, tobacco well, stores in the United States. It right? is.
0: It is. And this segues into who our guest later who also owns one of the oldest tobacco shops in the country, uh, John David Cole. He's the uh, resident the owner Jesus. and tobacconist oh. at, <laughs> at uh, the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi. So um, we'll, we'll ask him all of our pipe uh, and tobacco questions, um, which we, seem, seems to be the theme on the
1: show.
2: We got to play that Johnny Cash song, too. What's I'm song? going to Jackson. Oh, yeah. So cold, the old It's way. kind
1: of ironic that we, we, we talk about pipes and tobacco and such and you know two-thirds of us have asthma
2: <laughs> it's true hey i only have athletic asthma um so, so don't yeah. smoke while so, you run. yeah no no smoking that's what the doc said to me he said smoke all you want just don't do it while you run well it's how like are your bad. weeks this week guys
0: i always i can never ask that question it's hard talking to two people how about you john how how's was your, your week
2: how's your weeks this week
0: I don't. I I have nothing interesting. I always feel so bad for you up there, John, because I know you're the reluctant Canadian. You just don't. We joke around about you be being Canadian on this show, but you're like Norm Macdonald. You wish. You wish Canada
2: was never born, (laughs) or you wish that we had invaded Canada (laughs) after 1776. Potential,
1: yeah, but unrealized and sadly. Probably never
2: to be realized. If potential. only it was untapped. If only, uh, if only that potential was tapped by the American military. You know, <laughs> just go up there, take if over, only, and
1: you know. Uh, when, a... when I was, uh, you know, in charge of some guys in a warehouse, I, I used to have this policy of pledging allegiance to the flag, but just not ours. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so wait. Uh, did you
0: like? How, what do you mean, pledge? It? Did you actually have them read the Pledge of Allegiance?
1: Well, those that could read, uh, <laughs> but I, I would kind of lead the way,
2: and and we lost the Canadian audience, folks. <laughs>
1: I, I'd lead the way, and it would kind of end with me as well, and I'd follow it up with uh, that Toby Keith song, "Red, White, and Blue." <laughs> <laughs> just, just to cap off the morning. So you're talking about that song. I know what song you're talking about. I believe
0: it's called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. And it's Whatever. a post-9-11 song that
1: came out in the early 2000s.
2: Interestingly enough productivity well, we're so went up far 100%. north it takes
1: that long for us to catch on to the hip stuff <laughs> is that when he's like we'll
0: put a boot in your ass it's the american the way, american way. <laughs> Tell- <laughs> so you were just basically trolling all your co- co-workers <laughs> i did my best I, that's got to be illegal though
1: pledging it probably is and like most things up here no because you have to
2: uh i mean you know you you have to I mean, I think if you're Canadian, well, depending on where you are, you have to pledge allegiance to the Queen. Oh right? gosh,
0: yeah, that's uh, you're gonna. That's no good. You're gonna get hung yeah. by the Queen of England. That ain't no good. You're gonna be no. She's you're not trail. just gonna be
2: hung. You're gonna be drawn and quartered. Oh yeah. For those of you folks who don't know what that is, watch Braveheart.
0: Oh no. <laughs> it Always comes back to Braveheart with you. What what happened in your week, Freedom. Donovan?
2: Um, well, speaking of anti-Semitism,
1: uh, <laughs> perfect segue.
2: You I was, uh, poet, you. I I just I just totally you know I, I winged it. But uh, um, I was uh, I was actually called an anti-Semite last night. Uh, really? For not having seen the movie uh, Schindler's List, <laughs> which I mean, you know, it's it's just it's. I'm trying not to make a pun here. It's been in my lineup, not on my list. Um it's been in my lineup of movies that I've been meaning to see. But it sort of is one of those movies where I feel like you have to be in the right mindset. Yeah, to um, see it, you know? It's not like you just you, it's not like you kick back on a Friday night and you're like six <laughs> pack of beer, I'm going to watch Schindler's List. Six, six let's pack do of beer this. and some Domino's. I do mean, this. to be fair, as a child I did see the actual footage of them liberating the camps. So, you know, I mean, I feel like you can't get closer to the Holocaust than that. But um and also, you know, I know like I know what Hollywood's track. I'm not accusing Steven Spielberg of being inaccurate or anything, but I'm saying you typically don't get your history from movies in my experience. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Braveheart, like that movie is all over the place. Like, you know, Sterling, Belle of Sterling oh. happened at a bridge, not on a, you know, actual I mean, field you know,
0: in Schindler's list. I know you haven't seen it, but they do this really interesting. Uh, it's a, I believe it's called a, you know, it's a, it's a filmmaking trick where everything in the movie is black and white, except for this, Little this girl, one girl that's in red. I don't yeah. know how they do it. Oh, you know it's how? The, only wait, color wait, the wait, wait, I, I, red.
2: um, I figured this out recently. No, no, no. I, I actually have seen that <laughs> clip and uh, I thought about it and then I researched it because <laughs> my brain doesn't. <laughs> a lot of people think everything. it was a
0: pretty, pretty uh, cheesy way it to was, do that.
2: I don't know. I mean, you know, I remember Spielberg seeing an interview with him talking about it and he he explained his reasoning behind it and it seemed to hold up, but um. But I think what they did was they there's there's certain film like so there's a film trick where you can you can only expose for certain colors or something like that. Really? And if you have everybody else dress in like another color and just, I was sorry. I just all of a sudden had a vision of Steven Spielberg painting all of his <laughs> actors, you know, like body paint, like painting them black and white like those street performers do yeah. and having everybody walk around and painting the set black and white than having the little girl in color. But anyways, yeah, I think I remember him talking about how he, the symbolism of that was that, you know, it was like, Supposed to call out those people who knew about the Holocaust and, and ignored and it, just didn't do it like anything. it's so obvious or something. But, um, and
1: that's another movie that you have to watch The Lovely Bones to pick up your spirits
2: after, <laughs> 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 or Gremlins. I could make it a double feature with uh, two movies I haven't seen Children's or List Gremlins, Hotel Rwanda, yeah. Birth of a Nation, you know, exactly, whatever. It's just a all on nice, the same
0: subject. It's yeah. a
2: nice weekend lineup, it is, um, it is.
0: Um, you know, I heard about this thing this week. I don't know if you heard about this. This might be old news, but I, I somehow stumbled upon it. There's this group of people called, uh, I believe it's called air Wa- air I don't know airists, airists <laughs> or air and they From are air people. <laughs> they are people that cook <laughs> with different. They basically sample air air like air quality from different cities and they use it to make like meringue and stuff in their desserts that, and cooking. Oh
2: gosh, that that just uh, What a waste isn't of time. That like <laughs> a jo- I mean, yeah. Isn't that like a joke in South Park where like they go to San Francisco and everybody's like, you know, farting into glasses <laughs> and smelling it like they're you know they're like at a wine and cheese they do party do but that they yeah, yeah but they're all like so obsessed with yeah. themselves that it, that just sounds stupid,
0: it's definitely man. a pretentious thing but i guess they think like i guess it's kind of like you know water quality like certain like hard or no. soft water will affect no. you know how soaps work or whatever or maybe how certain things cook i guess they think that you know air quality affects the
1: way things taste
2: <sighs> i mean i have, I have is I, meringue
1: still a thing
2: it it it, it, it is so, right? unfortunately, yeah. Lemon meringue, you know meringue. Yeah, um, I I always uh, well, I I have a roommate who shall remain nameless who uh, came back from a certain foreign well, country only two other south ones, of us. So no, no there's three. <laughs> oh, there's, there's three. three. Well, there's three roommates, <laughs> uh, but he came back from a certain country south of us and said and asked us all to keep the windows closed here in L.A. And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, the air quality is just so bad here. And I was like, well, deal with it. You know, like, I mean, it just seemed like such a, such a, like a, a uh, uh, high and mighty request. Yeah, I don't know. It was very pretentious. I think that the
1: air quality in an apartment with three guys would be just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that <laughs>
2: yeah. It's yeah. damn near toxic. Oh yeah. Just um, some gl-
0: black mold growing in the laundry, <laughs> in the seat of your pants. Oh. All right. Um. Well, let's. <laughs> speaking of air quality, now it's time for listener mail. Um, and if you, uh, listen to the show, you can interact with us on social media, send us an email or leave us a voicemail at man, 81 scoff two F's, uh, the links to all our social media and uh, our contact page are on our website, gentlemenscofflaw.com. And, um, if you leave an iTunes review, you'll get a chance to get it right on the show. And we have a couple of iTunes reviews here. John, what does that first one say?
1: All right, this one's by Lionel Hardcastle. He says, there is an easy and comfortable rapport between these three hosts, perhaps because they are gently puffing pipes and tippling drinks while they talk, or perhaps because they are good friends. Whatever the case, listening to their conversation is a delight. Oh, thank you, Lionel. Well, thank you, Lionel thank you Hardcastle. That. Maybe
0: it's, it's ironic that we read that review right after talking about um, the air quality in men's apartments.
2: <laughs> yeah. Indeed. What does that other one say, Donovan? Uh, this is by well, this the title is a rousing grab bag of hilarity and intrigue. Five stars. Or no, that's five stars. Yeah, uh, you can count. I can. I pass first grade. You
1: get a star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just fun.
2: By the Tin Society. Uh, this is a great podcast. The banter between the hosts is funny and playful, and the subject matter is interesting and creative. I love the intros and what the hosts are drinking slash smoking, and the bathroom reviews are great. It's a fun podcast to listen to with a bowl of good tobacco and a cold beer. Good job, guys. Keep it up.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much, the Tins Society. I think uh, we should have Jordan do a bathroom review of Donovan's house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. You do oh, that. I have to get to over there. there. I have to go all the way over to Hollywood. Yeah, and then we got this other review uh, by Darren Jr. Also five stars. Everyone's giving us five stars. They're very generous.
1: I appreciate it, but yeah. I, w- I want them to be
0: honest.
2: Kind of, I bet you it's like Uber drivers where you're like, uh, I didn't really like I don't this know. guy. I, I would go out of my way to thumb
1: in that four star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, my my brother, interestingly enough, um, doesn't have a five star Uber rating. Really? He, he, when we were in New York uh, Like a few months ago um, One of the drivers when he picked him up He's like you know you don't have a very good Uber rating He's like wait customers get an Uber rating Oh I <laughs> forgot that about yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, I um, forgot that But uh, so uh, yeah you can get and, and, and it's because his Uber rating was like Four you know four and Three eight stars or oh. whatever it was The average was and that hear?
2: was considered Bad did you ever hear that guy uh, About that guy who uh, What's his name from uh, T.J. I'd say TJ Hooker, but it's not TJ Hooker. It's TJ Miller, I think, from yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah, he slapped an Uber driver. I wonder where that gets that. you. Yeah, yeah, it's <sighs> celebrities. Yeah, seriously.
0: Um. All right. So Darren Junior says Darren spelled D A R O N, which is I I've never seen that before. My dad's like name it. is Darren, and his is spelled R R I N. He's different. All right. It says can't wait to see it grow. Love that you start with what you're drinking and what pipes you're smoking. As a fellow pipe smoker enthusiast, all the thing, and of all things gentlemanly, this podcast is a perfect fit. Definitely a fan. All right. Well, thank you, Darren. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, Darren. Seems like
0: people do like uh, that we do that. At first, I wasn't sure if it was going to connect with a lot of people, us uh, smoking the pipes on the show, because I know it's kind of a weird, a weird thing that... uh, that I'm into, and Donovan
2: too. And- uh, I don't know, man. Is uh General MacArthur weird? Was J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien weird? There's a lot of pipe smokers it's out true, there. A lot of them true. are dead. We gotta but, you know, bring it back. And that's yeah. what this
0: episode's all about, because we've got Tobacco Jesus on later on. And let's go to a listener voicemail.
1: Hey Jordan, John and Donovan. My question is, what's your favorite pipe tobacco? Of all time? Like your your go back to it anytime you've gotten burnout on what other varieties you enjoy on a regular basis, and it's just your go-to everyday pipe tobacco. Thanks for the time.
0: Well, thank you for that. Uh, I believe that was from Tim Drake because uh, he's called in before. And um, our fa- the truth is, I ju- after I just got done saying I'm into pipes, I don't I don't smoke a pipe daily. So. I don't have a daily regular like go-to, but I guess if I do, it would be uh, Lane 1Q, which is like the basic bitch of tobaccos. (laughs) It's not anything fancy. It's kind of like the standard everybody thinks of what their grandfather smoked. It's kind of got a little bit of a kind of uh, whiskey and uh, vanilla kind of uh, scent and taste to it. And I enjoy that. So if I were going to pick one thing that I would go back to when I get tired of everything else, that would be it. How about you, Donovan? Do you have one?
2: Um, I would have to go with uh, the North Sea, which is a blend from, uh, from Tinderbox, actually. Oh man! So yeah, it's um. You gotta stock up on that then. Yeah, I do. I have to go in there and ask for the jar next time. Or but... you
0: could just go in the back and steal the recipe.
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> I bet they wouldn't. I bet they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't fight. Well, actually, no. I don't want to say that because they'll they'll probably come after me. But they will. But yeah, I could probably do it.
1: I go the other way with these pipes. I've just been pretending all this time. Sometimes what I do is I throw in a couple of chocolate chips and a mini marshmallow and have myself a s'more.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Does, way to build a
2: cake on Sometimes your pipe. Sometimes I throw a little bit of crack in there, you know? Oh, gosh. It's it real all good. All right, all right. Does that That's, make enough. Me a crackhead? <laughs> That's enough.
0: All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break uh, for uh, one of our affiliates, and uh, we'll be back with John David Cole after the break. Mm-hmm. This part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving, makers of the most excellent aftershaves, shaving soaps, and all things traditional man. One of my favorite products of theirs are their aftershaves. Phoenix Shaving intentionally blurs the lines between traditional aftershave and classic cologne. Each batch of aftershave cologne is created by using traditional perfuming methods, giving the wearer a high dose of quality skin food matched by the staying power of Barry White. Now, I tell you, this stuff is amazing. It'll, it'll make your skin feel great after a shave, and the alum and menthol just removes all irritation and razor bumps. Um, they have classic barber scents and even more creative soap and aftershave fragrances. Like, my favorite is the tombstone scent, it smells like leather tobacco, and gunpowder. Pretty unique. So ditch those vials of chemicals you buy at the drugstore every month and grab some artisan soap and aftershaves from Phoenix Shaving. Go to GentlemanScofflaw.com shave to help support the show and get some fantastic manly grooming products. Phoenix Shaving. Shaving outside the box. all right i'm really um excited to have this guest um i've been a fan of his podcast uh for a while called the country squire radio and uh he is a tobacconist extraordinaire i guess uh people have deemed him the tobacco jesus uh john david cole thank you for coming on the show hey hey jordan how are you brother we're good we're good this is this is gonna be fun Um, so you have a podcast, um, that I discovered when I started pipe smoking, um, because this day and age is kind of. It's hard to, to learn the art of pipe smoking uh, to, uh, other than having the Internet resources available to you. There's not a lot of like people around that will teach you. I mean, there's I live in L.A. where every tobacco shop is basically a head shop.
1: So, so it's <laughs> exactly.
0: hard to find an old school um, tobacconist. And you're a young guy. I mean, how did you get into being a tobacconist?
3: Man, what a what a great question, and 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 to the tobacco Jesus reference, I uh, you know it, it's funny. I, I think uh, you could name anyone with a um, you know with long hair, a scruffy beard, and a regular habit of smoking a pipe. Tobacco Jesus. <laughs> I don't have the no magical powers or anything. Uh, and uh, and 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 we'll leave it at that. But, <laughs> uh, man, yeah, you know it's funny. I when I was, um, how did I even get into pipe smoking? Yeah, when exactly. I was eighteen. Uh, when, when I was 18, you know, I had a lot of friends that were, um, you know, dabbling in cigarettes and things like this. And the, you know, I, 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 um, have always had a little chip on my shoulder, uh, you know, as a short kid, wasn't athletic and, you know, uh, n- never really stood out to girls or anything. So I, I just <laughs> always had to try to do something to self myself, you know, set myself apart. Yeah. And, um, so at a, at, a, you know, at 18, all my friends were, uh, we're in the South. So there's a lot of chewing tobacco and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And, uh, cigarettes. And I was just like, you know, forget this. I'm smoking a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be the pompous know-it-all that, uh, man, that just, uh, you know, has, uh, has all the answers and is going to, you know, try to channel, uh, you know, uh, Mark Twain or something and and smoke a (laughs) pipe. And so, uh, I, I did, man, I picked up my, um, my first pipe at Walgreens, uh, drugstore here and, uh, grabbed, um, grabbed a Dr. Graybo and some, uh, you know, Captain black white label tobacco. Oh, black there you go. And, uh, just, <laughs> just got started like that. That was, uh, many moons ago, but, uh, yeah, never in a million years thought it would lead to a career in, in, in the industry, you know, certainly in anything tobacco, I had my yeah. eyes set on very different things, but, uh, anyway, it, it uh, it wound up, wound up here. <laughs> yeah. And well, how did you get,
0: how did you end up, uh, you know, you have your own shop. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you must have had to do some training and stuff. I mean, how did that? How did? What's the story of how you got to owning owning your own shop? <laughs>
3: Dude, it, it it is it is out of control, you know. And it's it really is one of those things where you just you just don't know where you're gonna land, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was I, I got a degree uh, from Mississippi State University in history. Uh, And I was one of these, you know, people that was going to go to law school and do politics and save the world and all the other stuff. And um, like most millennials, you know, got out of college and was just hit in the face with the reality that, um, you know, the rest of the world didn't fawn over me and immediately need my services. And <laughs> I was, I was looking for my corner office and couldn't find it. You know?
0: Yeah. Just, you know, yeah my my I was problems.
3: too. <laughs> I thought they were going to hand me, you know, my wife and my picket fence and all those things. And for some reason, you know, it, it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, just floundered for several years. I was in uh you know, I was in real estate, uh, did a, a financial advising for a while, oh, wow. uh, which is hard to believe. Yeah. I wore a suit every day. Crazy. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, started a couple of marketing firms. I mean, just real small-time stuff. I was a yeah. paralegal for a while. did a little bit of everything. And oh, wow. um it, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, I'd always had people tell me that, um, you know, I'm a good listener. And uh, and you know you get to the point where you're just like well what the hell I might as well try something with that so I went to uh, th- there's a seminary here in Jackson called Reform Theological Seminary okay cool. uh, and it has a counseling program and so and I happen to know some people out there and um, and so I was like okay well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go be a counselor and uh, so I, I went to this school RTS and uh, studied therapy for a while and and for a part time job. Uh, I got a job selling pipe tobacco for this 90-year-old woman. Uh, her name was Gwen Reeves, and she was the owner and founder of a little shop called The Country Squire. Wow. And, um, and she hired me and, and took a chance on me. And um, uh, I got to work with her for about uh, about 10 months, not quite a year, um, and, and she was this venerated woman in the tobacco community, particularly here in the South. Uh, we, the country squire is one of the oldest, uh, tobacconists in the Southeast. Uh, and, and, you know, when you're in the South, anytime you've got old attached to your name, you're really proud of that and try to tell everybody <laughs> as often as you can and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, Mrs. Reeves was a real, just a very, uh, very kind, tender woman and, uh, knew a lot about tobacco, even though she never smoked a pipe. And, Uh, It it was it was really neat just by, uh, you know, God's plan or whatever. Uh, You know, I was able to work at this pipe shop long enough under her to kind of start to learn the trade. Um, And then she died uh, about about 10 months into my working there. Oh, wow. uh, Pretty early uh, on. So, uh, you know, and I was so I was trying to do at this point, I was around 30, but I was trying to or no I guess it's 28. I can't remember. But, you know, at this point, I was trying to do seminary and then the family asked me to step in and run this shop at the same time. And so wow. I was you know, juggling, you know, full-time school with now full-time work. And, um, that went on for about a semester and then I, I finally just couldn't do it anymore. And, uh, and, and so I was like, well, you know, I guess I, I've got a mortgage, I've got bills and debt and everything else like everyone else does. So I, I've got to, got to work. And, um, so yeah, wound up uh, wound up going full time at the tobacco shop and and leaving school, uh, and uh, and eventually about uh, four and a half years later, uh, it, you know the family had asked me to buy or to to run the shop for them after their their mother passed away, and um, and then about four and a half years later, I had the opportunity to purchase the shop from the family. So uh, man, that's how I got into it. I, I got into it uh, just uh through the back door kind of you know but it, it's it's funny it's it's such a great fit because i um you know i have just enough of this counseling education to be really dangerous <laughs> 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 and uh and i do like listening to people i do like yeah. Uh, talking to people and uh, you know it, it gives me joy to interact with people. I tell folks all the time, like, look, I, I love tobacco, but I'm in this business because of the people. I mean, I just love I just love the people. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, so it, it's a really neat pairing. You've got this history major that, uh, you know, is cultured in a few things, but you know, kind of has this uh helpful. Uh, maybe listening ability and he sits down with people and smokes pipes and also blends them their favorite daily tobacco. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you're kind of like a bartender
1: in that sense.
3: <laughs> right, John, I really am brother. It's, it's crazy. I, soon after, I don't know, maybe a year after Mrs. Reeves died, I, I started to realize what was going on in our shop and people were, people were coming in and they were asking for me and then turn around, turning around and leaving if I wasn't there oh, wow. or, um, you know, um, you know, just if they had to wait too long to see me or something, they'd come back when they, you know, when they got a chance to interact with me or something. And I, it was hard for me to stomach it, you know, cause I'm kind of bashful, but I, I started to realize well, wow, people are coming to the shop because they want to, they want to see me, it's kind of weird. So, um, <laughs> You know, I I, uh, I put this little sign on the door, and it's there to this day. It says "free therapy," and it's got this little uh, <laughs> this little uh, kind of bespectacled looking uh, in, intellectual on it. Uh, it's kind of interesting, but I just want people to know when they come in our our shop, you know that that I'm, you know, the guy behind their counter is kind of safe to safe to talk to, and um, and so that's what we try to do. There's there is uh, you can you, you, you can only imagine what someone will tell you. Uh, when they light up a pipe with you, uh, yeah. all bets are off. I mean, they, I, I have heard I have heard literally everything. If, if it's me and one other person and we're in the pipe shop and we just lit our bowls, um, it, it, I, something magical happens where people let their guard down and uh, and they, they will tell you whatever you want to know. They really will, yeah. so it's uh it, it's pretty great. I, I love what I do. Yep.
0: So you also have probably have a lot of dirt on people that you, you have at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs> I do,
3: I do. I, I think you know I try to stay on people's good graces and uh, keep the quality of the ter- their tobacco up. I don't want any uh any hits put <laughs> out
0: <laughs> Well, it's it's funny that you're talking about this atmosphere of the shop, and I feel like nowadays that is something that's so unique. Um, and I think it's probably a reason why things like pipe smoking why going to traditional barbershops and stuff for millennials has become such a thing because in the kind of this tech world, there's not that much of a, you know, of this, of this human connection. And I think that's why podcasts are so popular, because it feels like, oh, these are, it feels like I'm listening to friends, uh, you know, having a conversation, and there's like that intimate connection to, you know, the people producing the podcast. So it's like, it's really, it's really cool what you're doing there. Um, I think that's probably why there's such a, a resurgence in, in pipe smoking, but also, um, pipe smoking or just smoking in general has such a bad rap. It's, it's almost, it's almost like you have to confess to someone like, Oh, I'm a pipe smoker and you're going to see, (laughs) Oh, what are they going to say? You're kind of waiting for it. Um, I mean, why is that? Why does, why does it have such a bad rap and what makes it different than cigarettes? And in, in terms of, uh, you know,
3: yeah. And, and you bring up uh, in a couple of the points you just made, you bring up some, some interesting observations. You know, I, I think, Uh, like you mentioned, our whole kind of younger age group is being drawn into um, things that are meaningful, uh, Mm -hmm. things that are made, uh, you know, by someone's hands, small batch. Uh, You know, they're trying, we're trying to assign, uh, you know, some sense of meaning to things that are uh, just kind of common and, and ordinary yep. Um, and, and I think it's because our world is changing so fast you know we mm-hmm. we don't know stability like our parents did in the 70s you know That's we true. don't uh, not that the 70s were stable but they didn't have they didn't have Twitter you know they didn't that was even before 24hour cable news you know and yep. um, and, and now it's hard even to sit down with someone across the table and not look at your phone for five minutes you know? <laughs> no, so yeah. it, it's just I, I think our whole generation is is really craving something that is that is timeless and something that is grounding and something that forces you to slow down. Yeah. Um, and that's why the pipe is so beautiful because the pipe, uh, the the pipe is not just uh, for the end. the The pipe is for the process, and yeah. uh, and it, and it's very it's very much a ritual. So you know when you're uh, e- even selecting the pipe you're going to smoke, selecting the uh, the tobacco that you're in the mood for. Um, you know, picking out the tamp that's just right for that tobacco. You know, yeah. where are you, and what what does that mean? You know how is has your location going to change what you're smoking and uh, and who you're with, and um, and then the ritual of uh, you know keeping your pipe lit and the cadence of puffing slowly and 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 tamping at just the right rhythm. it's it's this beautiful thing, right? and so yeah. i'm I'm getting teary just talking about it you know? <laughs> you know and 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 so I think our generation is is craving something like that. Um, and and you know so you, you talk about the difference of smoking uh, you know, and you've got cigarettes and and all the tobacco products now are kind of lumped into that and um, and that that's a byproduct of the twentieth century. Uh, you know, you've had Uh, just a rapid decline in, in pipe smoking. Um, And, and, you know, we're seeing an uptick now, but it'll never be, you know, what it was back in the sixties and seventies or whatever. But, um, you know, throughout the decades, people have, you know, these uh, cigarette companies have just put more and more stuff in their cigarettes to where, you know, the percentage of actual uh, burley and Turkish tobacco you're smoking in these things. It's just very, it's just very small. Yeah. Uh, and even the tobacco that's there is very poor quality. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, stems and tears and things that, uh, you know, the, you know, you've got these Chinese manufacturers making these really fancy, incredible tasting cigarettes. And, uh, you know, they, they send out all their scraps over here and then we make our little junk cigarettes with them and pump them up with all this, you know, nasty stuff. And it's it's just a shame, you know, but, <laughs> um and so there there's a difference even in you know what's what's involved in in the product but but then i, th- I think the main difference honestly uh, you know we can talk about chemicals versus non-chemicals a natural product versus not but you know with the with with a cigarette the whole point is different yeah. the whole point is it's different you're you're after you're after a buzz you're after a high you're after that, that next hit to get you, uh, kind of over the next hump. Yeah. And, and, and with a pipe, obviously there's nicotine involved, but, um, you know, the, the point of the pipe is very different and it always has been, you Yeah. Know? It, it always has been, it's always been, uh, as we discussed kind of this, uh, this ritual for people. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, the point is the process. It's not the, it's not the buzz. It's not the high, it's the process. And, uh, it is a very grounding, uh, centered experience. And I, and I think, um, you know, the more I can have conversations with people about some of these differences, um, you know, their, uh, their, uh, their their ideas about it change pretty rapidly. You know, uh, you'll never, you wouldn't believe the face my parents had, you know, when they said I was going to go work, uh, you know 20 hours a week at a tobacco shop uh, and quit law school or whatever conservative small town southern evangelicals you know they were horrified and you know were calling for the preacher and all this other stuff but not not really but (laughs) uh, but, you know they were they they were not uh you know particularly happy with me um you know working pushing tobacco that boy's got the devil in (laughs) them I know man. He's, gonna be, he's gonna be he's gonna be playing cards and you know drinking with loose women and all this stuff but, you know just just smoking a pipe just like C.S. Lewis did you know yeah. um, anyway uh, you know it's I, I think when you do have uh, have conversations with people about the reality of it it um, it sets in pretty quickly unfortunately and and I think this is a big part of the issue today you know we live in a world we talk about trying to get away from the world slow down be grounding um we live in a world where the 140 count tweet or the smallest soundbite you can condense something in is is what rules the day is what yeah. rules how people think about things and so you know tobacco therefore is is all lumped in together um the the cigarette industry has done the the premium tobacco industry cigars and pipe tobacco Uh, a a really incredible disservice. And, um, and, and so we are stuck with that and we have to fight that and, uh, you know, work through the trade organizations that we belong with to, um, you know, to differentiate ourselves. But, um, yeah, it truly is, uh, you know, when people are shocked, non-smokers are shocked when I tell them that, you know, most pipe smokers don't inhale their pipe. They're like, well, what's the point? And I'm like, (laughs) well, Let me just, let me just explain to you. Guys. Yeah. So, yeah um, it's, it's, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And we, we find ourselves in a, uh, in a world where we're, um, you know, have to constantly be on defense. But I, I think when reasonable people can sit down, we, um, you know, we, we have a, a really good argument for, for doing what we do.
0: Yeah. And I actually, today was with a friend, we kind of did a little bit of like a historic uh, pipe shop in LA. We went to uh, the, the original Tinder box. Uh, down in Santa Monica, and then we went to uh, Kramer's tobacco uh, shop, Kramer's, which yeah. they're both like they both like supplied pipe tobacco and and cigars like to old time Hollywood stars, and it, it was it was so cool to talk with a lot of these these owners of these shops, and sadly enough, actually, a box is actually about to close. Um, wow, yeah, it's, and that's
3: the original one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the,
0: and right, right. and they were t- they were saying the issue is like basically. In any other circumstance, they could be, you know, still open and, or at least, still have their lease as a historic landmark. But because of, you know, all the negativity of, with tobacco in general, they just weren't able to to keep their lease or get protected by, especially in California. They're they're pretty they're right. pretty um, uh, stringent with the laws on all sorts of tobacco that they have to close their doors. I mean, this place has been around since the twenties. It's, it's right. just insane.
3: Right. So well, it's yeah. it's like the, uh, you know, I forget the name of the shop. It's embarrassing. But the uh, the venerated tobacconist that was in San Francisco, I, I can't remember the name. Was it Grant's or something? But they, oh, yeah. yeah. This is, a, this is a tobacconist that, you know, their humidor had not changed hardly at all since the 1850s. I mean, yeah. we're talking pre-Civil War. You know, and, wow. uh, and, and you go in there and it's all hand-carved by these first-generation immigrants from the 19th century and all this stuff. And it's just like they're— you know that that's considered evil now. Um, you know it's, it, but but you walk down the street and uh, and buy you just the finest hand-blown glass pipe you could ever imagine. So um, I yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. We live in very very interesting times.
0: Yeah. Well, I think too, like you mentioned, that the cigarette industry has done a a, a big disservice, uh, and I think that's true. But I think that some of these laws too. Uh, from what I understand, maybe we could talk about those. I mean, th- there's a lot of new FDA regulations that have just come out that it's really making it hard, um, for tobacconists and people in this industry. Um, right. if you want to talk a little bit about that, that'd that be great. But I know that I, I think vaping has a lot to do with it. They're afraid of kids getting into vaping. And so now we've got all these other laws that, you know, affect everybody else.
3: Yeah, man, man great. Um, Great point. And, you know, I I try to stay kind of apolitical when it comes to, you know, a lot of our, uh, you know, tobacco talk, because, you know, you just got people all over the map. And more than anything, I want to, you know, be kind to people, make friends and uh, and try to promote our hobby. But um, but, yeah, I mean, the federal government has has really uh, made it difficult for people in uh, in my situation here. You've got, you know, the country squire is um, 47 years old uh, some of our tobacco blends, uh, the recipes have not changed since Richard Nixon was president. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's that kind of stuff. And we still blend them by secret recipe today, uh, using the same scale we did in 1970 and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's just, um, and, and so you've got that much history up in it. And there, there, there's pipe shops across the world that are, you know, much older than we are. And, um, and, and so these are time honored traditions that we do. And, and those, those are things that are directly under attack today by, by our federal government. And, um, yeah, I think it, it, you know, it, people that want to regulate always have some kind of good motive or t- typically do, you know, there's yeah. some kind of like, you know, well, let's, let's make society better. And let's, uh, you know, we, we kind of have, we, we have an idea of what, you know, works best for people and. You know, maybe we want to save them from themselves or something. I, you know, I, there's you know all kinds of reasons people get into kind of a regulatory mindset. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I think the vaping uh, industry is kind of what what did a, a major tip uh, over back in 2009. Um, all the political uh, planets were kind of aligned uh, to give uh, the FDA authority over all tobacco products. Um, and so at that time, uh, just, you know, because who was in Congress, who was in the white house and, um, and so on and so forth, they were able to, um, you know, kind of push this through and, and take a lot of the regulatory stuff away from the, uh, tobacco and firearms, uh, you know, area of the government and give it to the the health people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, for hobbyists interested in small batch pipe tobacco and hand rolled cigars, it was, uh, we knew something was going to be really destructive at some point, yeah. uh, you know, because, um, you know, why, why have any fun at all? You know, even if it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I could go on and on. But um, so, so basically, uh, you know, a lot of these were kind of adapted for the vaping industry. You know, folks are like, well, we need to know what's going on with these vapes. People are putting it in their bodies. So let's figure out what's, what you know, what's involved in this. And, um, you know, and, um, it, it, it's funny because, you know, vaping, uh, I, you know, I don't have any scientific evidence if it's more safe than smoking a cigarette or not, but, you know, my, my guess is it probably is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And, yeah. I mean, let, let's just, let's just take a wild guess in the dark and say, yeah. you know, it's, it might not be great for you, but you know, it might be better than smoking a, a camel. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, what, what's, what's funny is, you know, this, these new regulations now, uh, are virtually putting so much pressure on the vape industry that you're about to see a lot of them uh, withdraw from the market, and um, and and so a lot of these people are going to go back to smoking cigarettes, and uh, you know it's it's really it's really fascinating, um, and you know we could we could talk about that uh, you know ad infinitum, but um, you know I think uh, with in the pipe world the ram the practical ramifications of that for us are. Um, a small-time uh, tobacconist like me, uh, who you know, at the Country Squire, we literally hand blend all our recipes there in our shop ourselves. Uh, if you go to our website and order, uh, you know, literally everything that comes out of our shop is a is a hand blended artisan product. And and this is the kind of the history of the pipe world uh, from the beginning. You know, it's you you had all these leaves that come from all over, and it was just like your uh local uh, elixir man. You know, the guy got together and he figured out kind of which ones worked best to go for which and you know which was better for this person's palette and this person's palette. And that's, you know, at a at an old-fashioned pipe shop like the Country Squire, that's literally what we do today. So um so we have dozens of blends that we hand blend right there in our shop. If you order from our website, um you're getting a, a product that my hands have uh, personally blended uh, or my assistant Caleb, you know, we, one of us has personally blended it. It's got its own recipe. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and we really take a lot of pride in that and the pipe community has for, for centuries now. Yeah. Um, but that is technically against federal regulation now, oh, wow. um, by the, uh, you know, by the letter of federal regulation. So, um, you know, we, we have, some uh, breathing time in there kind of uh, the clock is ticking. We're moving towards kind of, um, you know, it, them phasing all this completely out. But at at this point currently, um, you know, they've kind of got more or less without going into all the, you know, nauseating details there. Um, there are some kind of grace periods that are in play that we're kind of uh, wiggling through right now where we're still able to do what we've always done. But um, basically, by by taking two different tobacco leaves and combining them together in my shop, uh, the federal government is uh, treating uh, my very tiny business <laughs> with the same rules that it would treat a company like uh, like Philip Morris or RJ Reynolds. Um, oh, and so, in in other words, you know, l- let's say you know, on average, at any given time, the Country Squire has thirty different tobacco blends in our uh, you know, on our shelf, mm-hmm. um, the the federal government would like us to submit each and every one of those blends uh, for testing uh, to to them uh, to make sure that you know they kind of understand what's going on with each blend, and they want to have their scientists take a look at it, and um, you know all these things, probably do some field trials and and this kind of stuff, and um and and so you know and, and and I'm literally taking tobacco leaves that are already on the market. and combining them with other leaves that are on the market. So um, it's just this real convoluted system that, uh, you know, folks have come up with uh, to, uh, you know, to regulate uh, one part of, you know, American industry. You can't even really call the vaping stuff the tobacco industry because there's no tobacco involved. (laughs) But but, those things are having real – uh, real ramifications yeah. on the things we do, and the cigar guys as well. You, you're about to see a lot of uh, a lot of small boutique cigar blenders that um, that are really going to suffer in the next few years. So yeah. there is some hope with all this. We've got um, you know the you know wherever you are on it politically. Again, I don't I try to you know not touch it with a ten foot pole, but um, the the uh, new administration environment is a little more friendly to kind of where we're at, and so we'll you know we'll see where that goes. I don't. I don't know, but I, I think um, the the biggest hope we have right now is probably in the federal court system, yeah. um, where there's a lawsuit from our um, our traded industry, the um, the pipe and cigar retailers. It's kind of working its way through the court system. It, oh, that's it's, awesome! Uh, at, the, at the district level, and uh, and I think has a good opportunity to to really uh, carve out some exceptions for the pipe world. So uh, we'll see where all that goes. But it's <laughs> uh, it, it has certainly uh, stoked. A, kind of a live free or die fire under my table, <laughs> but I'd have to, uh, have to say.
0: So. Well, yeah, you don't, don't mess with people's hobbies. <laughs> people I, I,
3: it's just something to be said about letting people do what they want to do. and Yeah, stay out of my sure. you know? <laughs> I think
1: that they're, they're missing the point, uh, of, of smoking a pipe. Like you said, most people don't inhale, which automatically separates it so far away from cigarettes. I mean, if I walk downtown in the middle of winter and it's 40 below, and I see people rushing outside to chain smoke, uh, you know, as quickly as they can to get their fix, it's very—you're not going to see someone out there with a pipe, you know? Right. The, right. The, the, the idea of the pipe, uh, you know, my image is, you know, Michael Landon sitting in his farmhouse you know, puffing away after having played the fiddle, and his kids are playing with their little dolls made out of wheat or whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what exactly. pipe smoking's for. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's you funny know. that, like, out of all the references for pipe pipe smoking, you go to Michael Landis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk about how he died of cancer.
3: That's a completely <laughs> separate
1: issue. Oh, that's right, that's exactly right.
3: <laughs> completely unrelated. But, uh, but, Funny, yeah, but I, I think John, you have a good point. Yeah. Well,
0: what you said too about um, having to have the blends tested, a lot of people don't realize it's not just oh sending it off to a lab. It's very <laughs> expensive to do
3: to no, have yeah. it tested. In, in some cases, per uh, you know per unit that you would actually have to send off and have tested. I mean, we were talking depending on the product, um, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. Wow. I mean, you know, you're you're talking to a retailer who. In a good year, does two hundred and fifty dollar, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, gross <laughs> <in> <laughs> revenue? I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it's ludicrous. I mean, it's it's literally, you know, we are we are the definition of a mom and pop shop. Yeah, and um, well, you know, it it the whole uh the whole environment is just uh you know it, it it would be completely unworkable for us. So, um, you know, people are like, man, you sure? chose to buy a, uh, buy a old fashioned, uh, tobacco shop at a, at a very interesting time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I, I try to have faith and, uh, fight hard and work hard and, uh, and hope people keep, uh, keep supporting us. And, uh, maybe a few of the cards will, will fall our, our way. Well,
0: so, what, we'll see. what you're doing though is very unique because, like a lot of these shops that I visited today, these these shops are run by really old people, have been around forever. But you've taken the this traditional tobacconist this tobacco shop and brought it into our century by, you know, you have a podcast, you sell online. Um, I, I mean, I see your stuff on social media. There's, there's, there's a, it lives outside of just the brick and mortar store, um, right in Jackson, which is pretty cool. I
3: think. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, our average age of our customer, Uh, has plummeted, (laughs) you know, when, when I started working there, uh, you know, I think the average age of our, of our customer was probably, probably in this late fifties, I would say probably, you know, mid to late fifties. And, uh, and, and I, I I think I'd be very accurate in saying now our the average age of our customer is probably, um, probably early thirties, you know, probably around my age. Um, yeah. we've got, so, and it, you know, it's not just college kids either. People are like, Oh, I bet it's just college kids experimenting in this kind of stuff. But, <laughs> you know, we, we have our element of that. You know, we, we certainly have a bunch of college kids come in and, you know, they want to look like uh, Gandalf or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, th- there is some of that, but, but, you know, it's a lot of young, uh, professionals. It's a lot of young attorneys and, uh, accountants and, um, you know, uh, even doctors and, you know, just uh, school teachers, people that, uh, are just trying to, you know trying to make sense of their evenings, you know after work and uh, before putting their kids down for bed and things like that. And so um, yeah, it's 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 really cool. We have uh, kind of tapped into a lot of energy in the younger community in, with pipe smoking. And, um, and I'm very proud of that. I, I really am. I think we've worked hard at that. We try to be real aggressive and uh, you know kind of bringing our vision of what pipe smoking is about to uh, to social media. And uh, and of course have our podcast. You know, Country Squire Radio uh, is the number one pipe smoking podcast in the world. And even as I say that, I just I feel like <laughs> I need to just draw it back in. It's, it, but it's actually true. It, it is. We uh, we great. have uh, we have so many downloads across the entire world. So uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's something I never thought I'd get involved in. My my counterpart. Uh, if you've listened to Country Square Radio, uh, you'll know that I do it with my friend Bo York, um, yeah. who is a just a, a real dear friend of mine, one of my closest friends, and um, much more outgoing and uh, and and much more um, aggressive uh, business-wise than I am, and all this <laughs> stuff, uh, and and just a really great guy, really fun. But uh, but anyway, Bo, you know, had this idea. It was like, "Look, we both smoke a pipe. Let's try to do a podcast." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And like, you know, it's just. Uh, he kind of bounced the idea back and forth. He convinced me to, to try it out. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, uh, well, you know, we'll do this for a little bit and, you know, see where it goes. Maybe a few of our friends will listen or something. And, uh, you know, and, and one month went by and two months went by and a year went by and, um, and we're about to do our 200th episode here, wow. uh, in, uh, in, in just a few weeks. So uh, pretty wild. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Wild. But, uh, and I but, listened but to them. It. It's, been, it's been great. Well, it's, it's,
0: it's funny that you could do 200 episodes on pipe smoking and still not really talk about the same thing because like, I've listened to it I mean for about a year you know what I mean like and it's still very interesting and it's the element of like you know the kind of chat show and and that and you get to know you know right. you you and, and Bo as as people or as you know you feel like oh these guys are my friends I listen to them every week and so That's
3: right. That's what it, it, it's it's strange you know people regularly ask me they're like what you know what do you where do you come up with new content like you do this every week like what do you, like I mean, you, you think about uh, even with all the things involved in pipe smoking, like, it's like, what, don't you run out of stuff to talk about every week? <laughs> like, I mean, it's we're talking about pipe smoking here. It's like, you know, trying to, you know, have a, I, I don't know, podcast on the events of the 1860s or something like <laughs> and, and This week, uh, Abraham Lincoln shaved himself. So <laughs> anyway, it, anyway, it's just, you know, it, honestly, I think a lot of our material comes from, um, you know, the people that we've gotten to know, I think a lot of our material comes from uh, our customers that and, and friends that have found us uh, through Country Squire Radio and then email us, call us or walk in the door. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, and the, that's really dictated by that, which is which is cool, because I feel like in that way, we're kind of we're kind of letting them um letting the the community drive the ship as well as us. You know what I mean? So a lot of our, a lot of our material comes straight from them, but uh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, in, as a, as a tobacconist, you just see something different every single day you just do. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I've gotten into long discussions with, uh, you know, seasoned pipe smokers about why this pipe cleaner is better than this pipe cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, and you know, for that, for that guy, that could be a whole episode, you know, so it's uh, you just, you just never know where it's going to take you. Uh, But yeah, Bo and I, we have a lot of fun. We, uh, you know, have, uh, have always, uh, you know, just kind of marveled at the things that come our way. As far as uh, you know, listener feedback and involvement and and things like that. So we uh, we have a good time. We really do. And uh, and yeah, for some reason, we keep it going. Every week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, well, it brings me to to this question for John here. John has never actually smoked a pipe. He wants to. Um,
1: I've well, pretended many times. He's
0: pretended many times. <laughs> <laughs> what would he do to get started? What would he need to get to, to get? what does he what does he need to be equipped with to get started smoking his first pipe
3: yeah yeah man great question it's kind of like uh give me the give me the four point starter kit yeah Uh, (laughs) um i think uh you know what you need at the most simple level uh is a pipe you can do a a briar pipe or a corn cob pipe either way uh you can get those uh at you know anywhere from a uh, you know, certain types of drugstores stores in America, uh, Walgreens is one of the, you know, main ones you can walk into still and get a, get a, uh, you know, tobacco pipe, uh, all the way to a, um, you know, a premium tobacconist. So, um, so go get your pipe. Uh, you'll need a, a, tamper. Uh, it's very key. Tamper is how you keep your pipe lit. And, uh, a tamper is, I wish I had one in front of me right now. I, uh, I, I don't actually, all my pipe stuff is on the porch, but yeah, there's a, Jordan's got a tamper there. Okay. And uh, your tamper is uh, kind of the tool that you use to stoke the fire up uh, while you're smoking your pipe. Um, and uh, so you have to treat your fi- your pipe like a little campfire. Uh, you-, you can't just light your campfire and it goes all night. You have to tend to it to keep it lit. You have mm-hmm. to keep adding uh, energy to-, to it in order to keep it lit. Keep moving the logs around so the so the ones that are growing cold can can get warm. Uh, is your tool for doing that. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, then obviously you need some tobacco. Uh, and, uh, we recommend the tobacco from the Country Squire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although there's some really, uh, real legendary tobaccos out there that are, that are great to get started on, uh, tobaccos like, uh, like lanes, uh, BCA lanes, uh, one uh, Q, uh, you've got, uh, you know, blends from people like Mac Barron, Scottish mixture, Virginia, number one, there's just, you know, uh, on and on about great tobaccos to start on. Um, and then finally, you need some pipe cleaners, uh, just just some simple pipe cleaners. And uh, it's funny at our shop, we have this you know huge rack of pipe cleaners because you know we're a pipe shop, and uh, you know regularly people will come in and, and stare at these pipe cleaners, and it's their first time in a shop like mine, and they look at these pipe cleaners and they look at me and then they say, "I didn't know those were for a pipe." <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for them, pipe cleaners was always the you know that was the thing that you made a. Uh, you made a little uh, giraffe with in kindergarten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you never actually cleaned a literal pipe with a pipe. Oh,
0: cleaner. You got fancy uh, with them. I just made rings.
3: <laughs> oh man. I know, just green, you know, you had the green and the blue ones, you play them all together and you know, it's mm. just, it, it, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, pipe cleaners are actually uh, John for pipes. And so uh, when you, uh, when you, when you take your first pipe adventure, uh, you'll need a, a pipe, a tamper, tobacco and your pipe cleaners and uh and at that point you're ready to go
1: all right i'll uh, make a list <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what? That's it. now and, we uh, just got to you know, get and, stephanie and on board
3: like, <laughs> like jordan said you know because uh you know i think that's you know back in the 70s there were you know tobacco shops like mine uh, scattered all over the country and you know probably canada as well and elsewhere but you know, as time has gone on, uh, you know, if you find a premium tobacco shop now, uh, it's it's very likely to be a cigar shop, and yeah. so they might, uh, you know, carry uh, a bunch of cigars, and then they'll have their little pipe corner that you know will be relegated to, yeah. a, you know, they might have a might have a couple of Nording pipes or maybe a Peterson. I don't know, but um, you know, it, at the you know, on the, certainly some corn cob pipes or something like that. And, uh, and typically those shops don't do any hand blending of tobacco or anything no. like that. It's just, uh, mm. you know, prepackaged stuff, uh, that yeah. you'll get, or they, you know, a lot of folks you'll see they, uh, you know, they might sell, uh, let's say like lane one Q, uh, but they'll sell it under a different name. So they'll okay. sell it um, as uh, you know, their, their house mix or whatever, uh, when really okay. it's just a named, renamed product. So, um, it, anyway, the reason I say all this is, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you could have found a a local brick and mortar tobacconist where you could have walked in uh, to a place like the Country Squire and had someone, you know, just sit down with you for five minutes and show you, uh, you know, how to load your pipe, uh, you know, how to select the tobacco for that specific pipe, um, you know, how to, the best way to light the pipe and tamp the pipe and to keep it lit and then how to care for your pipe. Um, and, And it's really just five minutes of of discussion, uh, but uh, you know, it's it's five minutes that now is really hard to come by. I think that's why Country Squire Radio is so popular, is because um, you know we can kind of be that outlet for people that don't have a Country Squire in their town. You know, yeah. so um, so you know, if we were doing this podcast thirty years ago, um, I'd be like, wow, where did you get this futuristic uh, technology? That's awesome. But then I would also say you need to uh, go down the street to your local pipe shop and 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 sit down with the guy and uh he would um you know teach you how to smoke your pipe and uh but man you know one thing about the pipe community if you are in a place that doesn't have a, a shop like that um you know pipe smokers are we're patient interesting uh loving people yeah. <laughs> so you know, if if you will get a hold of someone uh, on a forum or even call a shop, you know, call, uh, you know, call a shop in a neighboring state or maybe a couple hours away and just kind of tell them what's going on. Uh, someone that can, that is versed in pipes is, is going to be, uh, very pleased to sit down with you, or you know, at least spend some time with you over the phone yeah. and, uh, kind of explain some stuff to you. Um, and so, uh, I mean, there's also great resources on YouTube and, uh, and other, other things as well. It doesn't doesn't beat uh, sitting down one on one with someone, but uh, but there there's really a lot of information online that can help. So it's fantastic.
0: It's funny that we're talking about all this kind of how this there's this pipe kind of community online. And last week we had uh, a guy on named Douglas Smythe, and he um, hosts this thing called the Big Shave West which is a wet shaving convention where just like pipe smokers, there's just a bunch of people that like to shave with old old razors and old products and they get together and have like a Comic-Con of shaving. <laughs> you
3: know, it, it, it's, it's awesome. And I mean, yeah, the pipe industry is, is benefiting from this. And so we're, you know, we're obviously thankful for that, but, but, you know, let's think about what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having, we're having conventions for people that use a certain type of razor. Like, you know, we, we're, having con, we're having conventions for people that, uh, that, you know, write in their journals just as often as everyone else. The only difference is they use a fountain pen. <laughs> you know, I mean, whole whole hotels full of these people, you know, it's, it, it, it's funny. And, um, and, and obviously the same is true for, for pipes and, um, you know, folks that make beard oil and all this other stuff, you know, and it's, uh, it, it, there's, um, there's something beautiful about that. There's something beautiful about, uh, it, you know, assigning some form of meaning to something that could be overlooked as very, uh, very small or menial, you know, you're taking something that you do every day in a very, uh, you know, maybe unobserved way and you're assigning some value to it and you're yeah. saying, this is important. And, uh, how I treat this is an important, uh, is an important thing. And, uh, and so I want to do it, uh, the best way I can. I want to, you know, uh, give it, give it everything and, um, and and make it just a little more meaningful and interesting. And so, uh, you know, so you have wet shaving conferences and I think it's great.
0: (laughs) Pretty cool. (laughs) It's quite an age. Well, thank you so much, uh, John David for coming on and where can people find you? What people want to buy a blend where, you know, where can they go?
3: Man. Yeah. And, and not just by blend, but also if we can ever be a resource for a, you know, a new pipe smoker, uh, uh someone that's never smoked a pipe, uh, but, but is interested in smoking a pipe. Um, you know, we'd love to love to help them out. Yeah. Our, our website is the country And, uh, and there you can, you know, read more about our, uh, ancient pipe shop and, uh, you know, kind of what we do there. You can order online, all that, but, uh, I highly encourage you to check out uh, our podcast, which is uh, Country Squire Radio, and uh, you can get it uh, at CountrySquireRadio.com or, or on iTunes, and, um, and uh, you know, it just would be a good resource for people to kind of keep up with us, hear about news in the pipe world and, and things of that nature, um, and uh, also follow me on Twitter at, uh, at John David Cole. John is with no H. It's just just J-O-N, uh, short for Jonathan. Oh, so, we're about
0: to have a John um, war here. What's that? So we're about to have a yeah. John War. <laughs> yep.
3: um, yeah. So uh, so at John David Cole, or uh, or you can get us at our uh, at our shops uh, Twitter, which is at underscore Country Squire. So awesome. uh, any of those places, we'd love to keep up with you and uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, always shooting out some interesting things to, uh, to brighten your day and maybe occasionally make you laugh. So yeah, good.
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. And, uh, we'll have to follow up with you and see where John is with that pipe, uh, in the next couple <laughs> <Yeah>. of weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, Give me a
3: few weeks and I'll, I'll work on it for sure. That's, that's right. I, I look forward to hearing about your adventures and, uh, I, I'm sure you'll, uh, have several, um, Terrible failures, but maybe, maybe in there you'll have a couple of good. Successes. I'm good at those. I'm really good at those. <laughs> <laughs> well practiced. So, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, that was a delightful segment there with John David. I've been a fan of his for years, and uh, you know what we should do? We should get him to make a gentleman's scofflaw um, custom blend. Mm, I'd like that. What would it? What would it have? Like, I guess it would. It would taste maybe like like a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of like wood, woody kind of scenery. Yeah,
1: maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, keep that up
2: there. It,
0: it'd have to be fancy, but it'd also have an edge.
2: Uh, That would be. I I say crushed Oreos. Let's (laughs) let's, let's throw that in there. (laughs)
0: That's a new blend. All right. Um, And now it's time. We're actually we're gonna announce the the giveaway winner. Which last week um, we announced a a giveaway for Big Shave West, where we had some products from Edwin Jagger to give away, along with uh, some of our own swag. Um, And uh, we randomly selected a winner. And uh what we're gonna announce now, right? a uh, drum roll, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joy to the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh John, who is the winner of the Big Shave West uh giveaway?
1: Aaron the Shaver.
2: Uh, you were supposed to say Donovan. What? Huh? <laughs> I'm kidding! I'm kidding. I was, I was, oh, I, was you, I was. I, was, I, I wanted it for myself, guys. You wanted it for yourself. I wanted it for myself. You, you were
0: messing with us. All right. Uh, so, Aaron, the shaver, you win uh, a shaving cream and an aftershave from Edwin Jagger, and one of our Gentleman's law, uh flasks, so you can uh, take your drink with you to the movie theater. <laughs> and, <Huzzah. laughs> and the runners-up, <laughs> like we've randomly selected five runners-up uh, to also
2: receive uh, some uh, swag from us. And uh, who are those people, Donovan? The runners-up are The Beer Baron, Solomon Crates, Dan Shaves, Hink 76, and Michael Morrison, fifteen eighteen.
0: All right, all right, guys. So, um, you guys keep an eye out for a direct message in your inbox uh, to to send us a, a good mailing address for you, so you can get those prizes. And now we'd like to uh, thank our our patrons on Patreon. We uh, we had a couple new patrons this week, and we'd like to thank. Aaron Liu, who joined us at the Scofflaw level to support the show, and also uh, Darren and Francine who joined at the Renaissance man slash woman level, which um, those are those are my parents, guys. So <laughs> my parents are supporting us uh, at that level for $5 an episode. So thank you, Mom and
2: Dad. Thank you, Mr. Thank and Mrs. You. Crowder.
0: <laughs> if you want to support the show, if you're a fan of the show, uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar an episode on patreon and there's a bunch of different perks you can get for that for example this last week uh, we went to the big shave West 3 and we recorded a, a bonus episode which is on there on patreon yep. um and also um
2: <laughs> we had a female wet shaver yeah on that bonus episode we did we pretty had a interesting female wet shaver. Stuff. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was that was something else
1: <laughs> yeah so a dollar calm, calm down Donovan <laughs> <laughs> i'm just
0: saying it threw oh, no. me for a loop i oh, don't know so a dollar an episode is cheaper than a cup of coffee for one day although i don't know who's giving up coffee well yeah well Who where are you going coffee to get for coffee?
1: coffee i get coffee for free
0: no i'm saying if you spent, so it's a dollar an episode right yeah so if you did like if you if you gave up coffee for one day you could support the show for the whole month
1: that's, but i'd have to give up coffee true.
0: You well, I don't know. That's you gotta see if that's where you're willing you know, to
1: sacrifice. Well what if I'm getting coffee for free?
0: Well, well then
2: in
1: your case it's tea, okay. If
0: you're getting coffee for free, then that money that you would have spent on coffee you could you could
1: support the show then. Well, who says I would have bought a coffee anyway?
2: Look at this. Look at all this right, obstinate right. Canadian and just getting this, in our yeah, way these everywhere. These cheap Is French the right Canadians. Word, Ops,
1: um, <laughs>
0: no, uh, no, by no means do you have to support the show on there. I'm just saying if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gentscalflo. We also have a new uh, merch page on our website. If you click shop, on Um there's a, there's a few little goodies, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff you can browse through and anything purchased on there goes to support the show. All right. And um, well, all of the stuff that we discuss on this show is available on our website, GentlemanScofflaw.com. All the links are in the show notes on our website. And uh, so, anything that we discuss on here, you could go on there. If we discussed an article or a movie, or if we uh, I mean, discussed a product, I don't
2: think Schindler's List is on the website. I
0: could put Schindler's List. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> you yeah. could IMDb it, so you could you read could about put Schindler's the List. The
1: actual list, yeah, in the notes. I could, <laughs> although it would take up
0: a lot of uh, a lot of uh, scrolling uh, space on our website. Um, but just go to our website, gentlemen, scofflaw.com for all of those things. Also, all the links to all of our social media are on there. Um, John, you are a gentleman in a scofflaw, my friend. Donovan? Y- you're yes. You're also a gentleman in scofflaw, my friend. Thank you. You're right. Yeah. Right.
2: I, I don't get anything. You ungrateful, a you H ungrateful H bastards. You're a scofflaw and a gentleman, sir. And a cad. <laughs> You're Thanks. smoking. Okay. Me All right, now we're getting pistols. off the rails.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, and we hope that you have a great weekend.
2: This has been the Gentleman's Scofflaw Podcast.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at GentlemanScofflaw.com. Captain says, it's ice on the river, we ain't
2: getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver, Rising shine, we got work to do,